0: I want you to remember, I told you this morning, uh, that tonight, when I, I put these sunglasses on, tonight, I, I'm going to be the devil. Okay? Just remember that. When when I put these sunglasses on, I'm going to be the devil. I'm glad each and every one of you are here. I hope you have the handout if you weren't here to get the handout, you can look up on the screen. Uh, a lot of this will be on the screen as well. I want you to notice this. This is called a fault tree. A fault tree. And there's something in engineering called fault tree analysis uh, or deductive failure analysis. It's used by engineers in the fields of, of safety, uh, aerospace, nuclear power, uh, chemical fields, pharmaceutical fields. It's used to understand how a system can fail and to identify the best ways to reduce risks or if a system does fail, that an FTA is what it's usually called a fault tree analysis. It can be used to see how it did fail, how the system did fail. An example is what you see here. There's been a power, power failure. That's the top of the, top of the graph there. Uh, this can be traced back all the way down. To the, I guess I'm colorblind, but I think that's purple right there, the bottom, uh, to poor maintenance. There was a maintenance failure, so then there ended up being a power failure, and this was traced back. Uh, here's, here's something maybe a little more simple, a simpler FTA. Uh, a fire breaks out at a plant. And it's traced back. There's there's leakage of flammable fluid. There was an ignition source that's near the, the fluid. A spark exists. Well, why was there a spark? Because an employee was smoking where he wasn't supposed to be smoking. And so there was a fire at, at the plant. Uh, here is, uh, if we want to break it down to, to us, we can break down a, a, a fault tree analysis with, with us as well. Uh, there's a problem at my house. Okay. There's a problem at my house, and the fault uh, lies... Most likely with me, all right? If there's a fault at my house, the, the fault is usually me. The root cause is usually me as well. There's some short-term relief. Some might holler at me or get mad at me. But, you know, the fix of it is going to be me. If there's a problem at my house, the fix is going to be me. Uh, we could look at it in different ways as well. We could look at little Johnny's drug problem. Little Johnny has, has a drug problem. And it might be easy just to jump over and say, well, little Johnny needs to stop doing drugs. That would be an easy, quick fix. Little Johnny, you've got a drug problem, stop doing drugs. But if we miss out on a lot of things to help little Johnny if we don't watch out. We miss out on some deductive reasoning there. Uh, the fault, what, what was the fault? Why is little Johnny doing drugs? Well, it may be his friends. It may be that his friends are, are, are giving him the drugs. Or maybe his family is enabling him. Maybe they're saying, oh, little Johnny, it's going to be okay, and they pat little Johnny's hand, and they don't try to help little Johnny get off of drugs. Well, the root cause is maybe, this is just one thing, you might have to investigate it, but maybe it's just little Johnny's selfish. He's had everything handed to him, and so he thinks that, well, I can do this, and nothing's going to harm me. And it has, though. It's harmed him in in very, very bad ways, and now he's hooked. Now he's hooked. Well, there's a a short-term relief. Some short-term relief, he might go to treatment. That might help him out. But if he changed his friends and his family stopped enabling him and he stopped being selfish because he learned how to not be selfish at treatment, then I think that's going to help him stop doing drugs. Yes, you're exactly right. Stop doing drugs is what he needs to do. But we need to find out why, you see. And we do that with fault tree analysis. If you'll turn in your Bibles, if you'll turn your Bibles to 1 Kings 18. 1 Kings 18, we got the showdown on Mount Carmel in 1 Kings 18. And we're about to have 450 dead prophets. Why? Why are we about to have 450 dead prophets? Well, we're going to find out. Is there a lesson for us to learn from this showdown on Mount Carmel? Is there a lesson... To learn from the prayer of Elijah? Is there a lesson to learn from God's victory on Mount Carmel? Israel faced a constant battle with with the Canaanite religion when they moved into the Promised Land. The whole time that they were in the Promised Land, they had to contend with the Canaanites and their religion. The most important God worshipped by the Canaanites was the god Baal. The symbol of Baal was a bull. Baal was important to the ignorant worship of the Canaanites because in their mythology, Baal was in charge of rain. That's what he was in charge of. Baal was in charge of rain. And if they wanted the crops to grow, they had to make Baal happy. They had to, they had to sacrifice things to, to Baal to make him, make him happy. You know, They didn't have a river like the Nile that flooded every year that would help them out. They didn't have fertile land like like we do here in in Tennessee. And even in Tennessee, a lot of your gardens are burned up right now, aren't they? Because we could trace that back. Why? Well, you didn't have rain, right? They didn't have a river like the Nile. They had to have rain to fall. And in times of drought, there were a lot of human sacrifices to Baal. A lot of babies were sacrificed to Baal. To bring the much needed rain. You know, it's interesting that when God debunks a false God in the scriptures, He uses what that false God is in charge of. Think back to uh, when the children of Israel were in Egypt and God sent the ten plagues, each of those ten plagues was focused on a specific God of the Egyptians. Even today, we must deal with the God of this world, second Corinthians chapter four verse four who has who has blinded the loss, but jesus john sixteen thirty three has overcome the world. God uses Jesus to overcome the God of this world. you see Jesus has overcome the world god God wants us to understand that he 's in control he 's always been in control. God has already sent Elijah the king Ahab to tell him that until I say so, there's not not going to be any rain that falls. So because he takes the rain, he takes the rain away for three years. Because he takes the rain away, that's a direct attack on Baal, their god, the god of the Canaanites. Ahab is promoting this false god, Baal, mainly because of his wife Jezebel. She brought Baal to Israel. She imported it when she married Ahab. So for three years, the lack of rain, it's very troubling to the followers of Baal. First Kings chapter 18, verse 1, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. And so Elijah heads that way. He follows God's commands. Uh, about that time... Uh, Obadiah and Ahab uh, Obadiah is Ahab's uh, house uh, he's over his house and his, even, even the king's animals are dying and they're looking for grass and they're looking for water and they can't find either and Ahab tells Obadiah he says I mean, it, it takes a lot for a king to start walking out and tending to his own animals and he tells Obadiah he says listen you go this way and I'll go that way and we're going to try to find some pasture some green grass for these animals well, as Elbedai is walking, he meets he meets Elijah, and Elijah tells him, "I want you to go to your master. I want you to tell him I'm here. I want you to tell him I'm here." <laughs> Elbedai doesn't want to go. He's afraid that as soon as he goes and tells Ahab that God will take Elijah somewhere else, and he'll be left there going, uh, "Ahab, I don't know where he went." And Ahab will get mad at him and kill him. All right. So he, he but Elijah promises. He says, "Listen, I promise you, I'll be here when you get back." And so he tells him and Ahab and Elijah meet, and Ahab Ahab says in first Kings chapter uh, excuse me, first Kings chapter eighteen, verse seventeen, didn't happen when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? Elijah says, It's not me, it's you. You're the troubler of Israel. You're the trouble with Israel. And he tells, he tells, I want you to gather all of Israel. I want you to gather all of Israel. I want you to meet on Mount Carmel. I want you to bring the 450 prophets of Baal. And I want you to bring the, the 400 prophets of, of Asherah. That was another god they worshipped. And I want you to meet me on Mount Carmel. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow Him. But if Baal, follow Him. But the people answered him not a word. Now we're about to have 450 dead prophets. Why? Well, one fault is the children of Israel, they wanted to follow Baal. And another fault is they didn't want to follow God. And, and 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 Elijah says, "What you need to do, you need to make up your mind. What you, where you are is you're on the fence. You're on the fence, people. Make up your mind. Follow God, or follow Baal. Which one are you gonna follow? They don't say anything. People didn't say anything. They're silent. Elijah tells the 450 prophets of Baal, the 400 prophets of, of, of Asher, they didn't show up. They weren't going They weren't gonna play." But the 450 prophets of Baal, they did. And, and, and Elijah says, since I'm just the only guy on this side, and you've got 450 on that side, you provide the bulls here that are going to be for the sacrifice. Remember remember now, Baal, his symbol is a bull. All right? You provide the bulls, and you pick of the two, you pick of two good bulls, the one you want. Then what I want you to do is I want you to cut it up like you're supposed to. I want you to make you an altar right here. They'd already made an altar. They'd already torn down God's altar. They'd already put up their altar. And he he said I want you to I want you to cut this bull up and I want you to put it. But I don't. I want you to fix it. I want you to get the the fire ready to burn. But I don't want you to light it. I don't want you to light it. What I want you to do is I want you to pray to Baal. I want you to pray to Baal. He told the people. He 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 told them, uh, you know, uh, that if God burns up bales, if if, if Baal burns up that, his offering, well, he's God. If God burns up his offering, well, he's the true God. You know, it, it's sad to me sometimes to see someone so devout and yet know that their work and their sacrifice mean nothing because they're not obeying the truth and they're not working in the truth. That's sad to me sometimes. This had to be Elijah's feeling seeing the prophets dance around. That's what they did. He said, "You call on Baal. You call on him." They danced around and they jumped around and they cut themselves and they were hooping and hollering and calling for Baal. And Elijah he starts mocking them. He says, "Why don't you cry louder? Cry louder, prophets of Baal. Maybe he's meditating. Maybe Baal's meditating. Maybe he's busy." Maybe, maybe, that's the, maybe that's the reason he's not answering you. Maybe he's on a journey. Maybe you need to holler for him because he's, he's off somewhere and you need to holler for him louder. Maybe he's asleep. Holler for him. Louder. Then it was Elijah's turn. He built an altar. He cut his bull up. He laid out all the pieces. The wood. He, he even dug a trench. He dug a trench around his Put stones in that. He told the people around him, I said, I want you to get the pots. I want you to go down. I want you to fill the pots, the four pots. I want you to pour them on the altar. These are big old water pots. Bigger than this pot. Big water pots. Pour it on the altar. They did. He said, do it again. They did. Altars dripping with water. How's that going to burn? Do it again. Three, Three times. The altar, the wood, everything, the, the sacrifice, it's all dripping with water. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. I want you to notice some things here. Elijah did things the right way. God in Exodus 29, He wanted a morning and He wanted an evening sacrifice. And Elijah waits until the evening sacrifice. Elijah waits to pray until it's time for the evening sacrifice. Even today, the lesson is First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 40. We're to let do all things indecent in order. We're to do everything that we do in our worship, in our Christian lives. We're just supposed to do things decently and. And in order. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, and this is in your handout Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. I want to stop here. In times of trouble, in times of thanksgiving, in times of big decisions, God's people pray. God's people pray. Paul looked for praying people to tell the Gospel to at Philippi. Acts chapter 16, verse 13. And on the Sabbath day, he went out of the city to the riverside where a prayer was customarily made and we sat down and we spoke to the women who met there. That's who he was looking for. We should be looking for for godly people too. Those who first obeyed on the day of Pentecost Acts chapter 2 verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers prayers important isn't it the prophets of baal had screamed and shouted and they called on baal over and over and over to no avail jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 and when you pray do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do for they think that it will be heard for their many words Elijah goes on to pray, Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel. Now notice that Elijah knows who he's talking to, and he lets all those around him remember who they've not been talking to. Have you told God lately that He's your God? When was the last time you told God you loved Him? James reminds us, James 4, verse 2, You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Elijah prays for God to let his power be known today. You know, every baptism today was another Mount Carmel victory. Every time one of you, uh, those of you who were too tired and too sick to come to worship tonight, and I know, there, I know some of you, every time you do that, it's another Mount Carmel moment. It's another victory. Every time someone speaks evil of you for the sake of Jesus, you win. You're victorious. Elijah prays to God, I am your servant. When was the last time you told God that? When was the last time you prayed like one of our elders asked us to this morning? He asked us to say, is it me, Lord? I am your servant. I want to be be special to you. I want you to use me and however you can use me, I'm your servant. First Peter three twelve, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, and Elijah reminds reminds God that I have done all these things at your word. Christian, do we listen to God's word and do we obey it? First John chapter three, verse twenty two, whatever we ask we receive from him because we keep his commandments. Do you see that? Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do those things which are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. Now, He who keeps His commandments abides in Him, and He in Him, and by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. And, and like Elijah, if we are about doing God's will, I want you to notice 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And Elijah, he prays fervently, Hear me, O Lord, hear me. When was the last time we pleaded with Him? When was the last time we we, we prayed without ceasing? You know, pleading and praying without ceasing are not the repetition that Jesus condemns. Praying fervently. Praying with your whole heart. That's not what Jesus is condemning. We must pray without ceasing. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Who have you prayed for lately? I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for this congregation. This is what I want you to pray and this is what we pray just about every day, don't we Matt? That, that, That this congregation would be on fire and that we would be more evangelistic and we would reach out to more of our friends and more of our family and more of those we don't know. I want you to pray that. We must pray intensely. Jesus said, Matthew chapter seven, verse seven: Ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and it will be opened to you. That's intense. We're asking, seeking, knocking, finding. We must pray fervently. James chapter five, verse sixteen: Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It does a lot. We must be a praying people. And Elijah, he starts to end his prayer here, that this people may know that you are the Lord God. Elijah wants the people to understand who they're praying to and what they're praying for. Paul writes, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with, I will pray with the Spirit, and, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. We must pray with understanding. We must pray with the right motive. James chapter 4, verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses. Why would He call us that? Because we're waffling between one and the other. We have two different opinions. We're on the fence. We're following after Baal, or we're following our own type of Baal, or we're following after God. Which one? Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the Scripture says, In vain the Spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but He gives more grace. Therefore, He says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do we pray that others will know God by how we live? Do we pray that others will know God by what we do, how we act? Elijah prays the people will know the one true God and that You have turned their hearts back to You again. You know, at one time these people were with God, but they turned away from Him. But it's by God's Word that they will turn back to Him again. Elijah has the proper focus. Elijah has the proper attitude. You know, even Jesus acknowledged God and gave, gave thanks when He was feeding the 5,000. Matthew chapter fifteen verse thirty six. Paul marvelled at the ingratitude of those who obeyed the gospel and then quickly turned away. He says, "I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel." Galatians one verse six. See the problem is we we get on that fence. sake No. Y'all are confusing me. Y'all are confusing me. Cuz you, you 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 sure raised your hand to things that 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 a Christian that he doesn't approve of. I start pulling you over here a little more.
1: And then a little more. And you're gone.
0: Oh yeah. That's the way it works, isn't it? I own this. This is mine. The fence is mine.
1: You only got two options.
0: Raise y'all's hands.
1: How did you raise your hands?
0: Who do you serve? If you're not serving Him, who do you serve? Here's the root causes of the 450 prophets of Baal. Number one was leadership. King Ahab was awful. He didn't follow God. Our leadership was begging us this morning to make a change. Here's another problem that they had. They had a lack of faith. People lacked faith. They had been this way for so long. They had been away from God's Word for so long. They lived a a worldly life. and They did not know that Elijah's prayer was going to give them some short-term relief. But the fix was going to have to be more radical. They were going to have to leave Baal. King and all, we're going to have
1: to turn back to God.
0: Elijah prays first Kings chapter 18, verse 38. Then the then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord He is God, the Lord He is God. Can you imagine that sight? I on my face too. The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. When someone's baptized, do you say that? The Lord, He is God. When you who were sick this morning, did you came anyway? Did you say, the Lord, He is God? Is that the reason why you had that victory? 1 Kings 18.40 And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and executed them there. And that's why there were 450 dead prophets. That's the reason why. maybe it's your lifestyle maybe
1: maybe it's your friends I don't know the root cause maybe it's bad choices maybe you've chosen a bad lifestyle maybe you've chosen bad friends maybe
0: you have a lack of faith because you haven't been coming to church you have not been studying the word
1: Or, or, or maybe it's because of worldliness you just let the world suck you in and it's keeping you from being a Christian
0: short term relief is prayer if you're a Christian Billy Joe you said it you're a Christian. You can pray to God and He's faithful and just. 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 9.
1: He's faithful and just you to Oh, yes.
0: But the long term, the fix, the fix is repent.
1: To change. You really don't know, or, or maybe it's a lack of understanding. Maybe you were too young, and you really didn't understand what you were doing. What you do then, and you, you've been having this this battle inside you.